to work at a donut shop. You know or something, what? Your family members are getting all excited about the birthday uh, breakfast because they know that you and your friend are doing that. Oh yes, and they love Josh's food. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. So it's not my birthday. There's concern. It's Josh's food. <laughs> so I worked on a little thing. Mm -hmm. um, I made us a website that is of you and I um, in our talks, and then it's um, it's a place for family members to uh, get some of those audio clips that we've been that I've been making editing out of things, and also a spot for family members to uh contact us so that they can send in like ideas and stories and pictures mm -hmm. and things like that how about when their first the first one is me you would help their sales maybe we'll Not talk that about they probably need it but talk about our wonderful monicas yes well we can do that why so this is uh when people go on to treasure talks with granny.com mm -hmm. this is the picture that they see which is of you and me uh mm -hmm. As I'm explaining to you technology on my cell phone, if you not The sure. only thing missing is our wonderful Tommy jo uh, Bobby. Oh, I'll have to get a picture of yes. him today as oh well. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So, Make your cat's really jealous. <laughs> so on here is, like, um, different pictures, like, of you and your limo ride. Mm -hmm. And um, you and Doob and Terry together. Oh, isn't that sweet? And that you uh, and Bobby... Watching Bobby and Haley get married. Wasn't that the most beautiful day? Oh, it was. Oh. It was absolutely gorgeous. You with the Erica and the limo driver from your limo day. Mm. Um, you and I together. How in the world have you treasured all of these deals, honey? Um, it just took a little work. I would, these are just pictures that we had taken and I put onto the computer, and uh, and then I was able to upload them to uh, the website. Oh. And so I also made them available for people um, uh, if they go on our website and they go to our gallery which is like this spot here they can take any of these pictures and copy them to their computer so if they if any of these are pictures that they don't happen to have like mm -hmm. uh, this one of you and uh, you know the family getting their pictures oh, taken I love that isn't that beautiful I love these our sweet Kathy she's doing better now too sweetie yeah you were saying that and that's mm -hmm. good definitely good um, I love pictures like that of uh, when people are getting a picture oh, taken. Oh, I love that one, Mary and I. And your quilt. That, that quilt. Yeah. Monica's. Not Monica's. Oh, my uh, God. Her mama's. Uh, David's first wife. His wife. Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie. Bonnie made that quilt. Oh, Bonnie made that mm -hmm. quilt. I didn't know that. She did. Uh-huh. That's a wonderful quilt, too. So then other spots here, we have uh, a page where it kind of... Um, talks about your life mm -hmm. like a real quick overview of your life explaining what we're what you and i are doing when we're making these uh audios mm -hmm. and then uh the blog which is where i go on and i write to the family mm -hmm. and then i like when i'm writing i also leave clips of audio of us talking so that they wow. can go back and listen to some of it while they're reading about these events what an age so oh exactly so like today when i get done uh, in, when you and I get done talking and stuff like that, and I got a handful of errands to run, but later tonight when I'm on my computer, I'm mm -hmm. um, on my list of things to do is I'm writing a quick uh, synopsis of uh, great grandpa and how you and I have talked about great grandpa and some of the stories of his life, and um, 
then when I get done with that, then I, um, at the bottom, will put a couple of the audio clips from you and I talking, like uh, the one where we talked about his being a bootlegger and how <laughs> interesting that was. Because that was yeah. when I talked to like dad and I talked to Aunt Marilyn and stuff like that about that story. That was a story that they didn't know. They, he was ashamed. Well, mm-hmm. but it's a good but story. But he said it, it beats starving. <laughs> well, and it's a man willing to do whatever it takes to make sure his family is fed. And that was a stepfather, too. Yeah. You know what? I just treasure that man so much. And see that, and to me, that's a wonderful story about human uh, sacrifice. Amen. The fact that he was willing to put himself in danger mm-hmm. to make sure that family, that he had only married into right, could stay right. alive. That was truly a sacrifice. Just think, honey. Yeah. 20 years between them. And it wasn't any violent thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he was stealing anything from anybody. He was just offers, offering alcohol to people who want some and alcohol. actually a dangerous thing too, honey. Yeah. So I, to me, it was like, that's a beautiful story of a oh, man. Oh, it is. And um, you and I talk about one of the recurring things that we always talk about is how it's the beauty in a person that is made from... Not only their perfection, but also their imperfections, you their betcha. their faults, the 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 wrinkles, mm-hmm. the lines in the mm-hmm. face, and how that truly creates the character of them. And Isn't that the truth? So, um, so to me, those stories about great grandpa, along with the story of, you know, here he is taking a family uh, to Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets his big chance, he doesn't just bolt and say, "Well, I'm going to go make no. it for myself." He goes and makes it for everybody and yeah, gives everybody. Thing, we would have just pro- practically starved you know exactly so that to me that like when i share that story i'm going to add a couple of those little audio clips and then um in each of these posts that i put there's places for family members to make comments so like last night uh liz made a, a quick comics i just made this site available to everybody last night and so she commented about how she really loved this project and she looks forward to hearing more stuff and then charlie yeah, my liz your liz our she Charlie. is the sweetest person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Charlie and Du both uh, emailed us through the website. And um, we got, like, uh, 20 different family members looked at the website last night. And wow. we're, we're checking it out. So it's it's giving us a place to where we can, maybe we can't all get in the same room together all the time. Mm. But we can kind of communicate and, and what share stories. What can I do for you and Terry that show just how much I appreciate all this? Your time and your goodness and- you do You're it every after. day. I, you do it every day. I love it. Um, I love that you spend time with me and that you take time aside to do this because um, it's not like you have to, but you you're That's doing a joy. It, you're doing it so gracefully and graciously that no, I'm I'm very very happy. So, um, so I'll read you. This was the the first thing that I wrote on here so that people kind of. Get an understanding. Not to interrupt. Yep. It, if does that sun bother your uh, your eyes? It's not bothering mine, but if I can pull it down a little bit, if oh, you'd like, absolutely, we can do that. Just in case it starts. I want to do what's comfortable for you, honey. We'll do this a little. Yeah, bit. it looks to me like that would take that. Yeah. Thank. It's a beautiful. I'm not griping, Lord. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful gift. But well, and we oh. still have that warmth coming mm-hmm. through. So this is the the first thing that I posted just to give people an idea of what's going on. Okay. It says, "Happy day." Hello. <laughs> Hello, friends and family. As most of you know, we are anxiously approaching the big 90th birthday party for our favorite lady, Hazel Lee Delisle. In preparation of this big day, Granny and I have embarked on a project that will bring her into the digital age. (laughs) Boy, that is good. (laughs) (laughs) 
For the past couple of months, Granny and I have been engaging in a series of talks, interviews, in which she is sharing her life story for posterity and to hopefully share some insight and wisdom with the generations that follow her. She has lived through many life-altering events, both personally and globally. I will be posting some clips from these conversations to the site periodically, as well as quick blog posts covering the material discussed. We welcome any and all participation from the Peanut Gallery. Please visit the contact page and submit thoughts, ideas, and questions for Granny and I. Thank you. Glory be in a cookie. Mm -hmm. Joshua. That is so gracious of you and Terry, you know, to invite people to really and truly get involved in that. Well, in... Prayerfully that it's been a great gift to them, right, you know, in their lives. And and that's what we're hoping for is that that people are able to... uh, you know, they get a little something out of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so our Liz, your Liz, says, thanks for sharing, Josh. This is very touching. I, I'm i sure appreciate you sharing your time and talent to create this website. Aww. Love you, Aunt Liz. Well, that makes me proud. And so the way that the comments come on, like there's her comment, mm-hmm. and then like anybody who's looking at these can make another comment. I see. Or they can reply directly to her comment. There's like a button where oh. you can say reply directly to that, and it will just start a big thread of the family talking together. Isn't that and wonderful, honey? So um, we're going to just you know play around with it and see how it goes. Like on the last page, I'll show you... Um, the picture that keeps coming up there that you're seeing is the squirrels, um, the squirrel eating your cookie. <laughs> yeah. I put that because... the not that the funniest thing? Oh, I love that picture. They're just sitting there he munching. He comes to visit me quite often. Yeah, I'm sure he does. And, and you know cookies. what? That reminds me of my dad. Remember me laughing with you? How it would actually... He let it get up on his shoulder. I haven't gotten that very Oh, yet. I haven't... You haven't told me that story yet. We have to talk about the squirrel and your dad. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to him. Um, so... Um, contact Granny. We say happy day. Please sign in and uh, share comments, questions uh, for Granny. Uh, we'll, we will review them weekly when you and I get together. Sure. And then we'll just talk about what we read in those. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a little form for them to fill out. And then they have a little message area. So mm-hmm. that that all goes to our email address, which is hazelleedelisle at gmail. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that something? It is. And it's all... Um, it's easy for everybody to access, so it's really nice that um, uh, we're going to have, I, I, I guess, an easier way for people to communicate in and mm-hmm. get instant feedback from it, mm-hmm. you know, so it'd be fun. And Do something really special to share just how I appreciate Terry, because deep in my heart, that's always been something I wanted to do, to always include that wife, you know what I mean? Okay. Even when, as a young waitress. I'd still remember how some of the men would say how wonderful it was to see laughter. Remember me telling you <laughs> and uh, that that was what they missed when they got married. That you know the the wives did not all all no longer laugh at a lot of the. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That I thought that was real. Uh, and and I think what? as a young waitress, I, I and my parents they had a real happy marriage in spite of that twenty year uh, difference. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want, you have to wonder, like, um, what was it? Because 20 years is a lot of time. It is. And especially mm-hmm. at that time, like we had talked about with great-grandpa. And poverty, sweetheart. And poverty. Well, and great-grandpa had already raised a whole family. Yeah. And he'd been yeah. through heartbreak and yeah. all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, what? It's interesting to think about what was the the common 
the commonality that they just they saw together. And seeing that it, it was his oldest son that uh, really gave us life, that invited Dad to come up here, you know. Yeah, with Other and. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to go back to that. I like that. I'm, oh, I'm going to be Lord taking. Has blessed you with real speed, honey. <laughs> I'm trying. Isn't that wonderful? I, I've gotten out of habit. I used to be really, really good at. Um, writing quickly because I used to do a lot of interviews for the newspaper and stuff like that. Oh, really? And yeah, when I was in, well, high school, I was the editor of my school newspaper, but then in college, I also uh, wrote for and edited a couple pages in uh, my college newspaper mm-hmm. um, out at Monroe. Mm-hmm. And You know, that's another thing about you. I've always admired you. are so modest. I never knew all, all the things that you did as that young person, you know. It's well, I appreciate you saying that. I um, mm-hmm. I've tried a lot of things. I've I've done a lot of different things in my life. Um, and you were the loner too, you know, the baby and all that. Well, I was always trying to find my place. You know, um, mm-hmm. Shel Silverstein wrote a, a book called the the missing piece meets the big O. I think it's called or something like that. And it's about you know, it's it's a children's book, but it's about this triangle mm-hmm. that comes to town and it's the only triangle there and um, it's trying to fit in with all these other things that are circles and mm-hmm. the triangle just doesn't understand why it can't be a circle just like the rest of them and so it uh, figures out a way to grind off its edges and just become a circle too but it leaves it you know um, not itself anymore and the story is ultimately to try to explain to you that don't try to be the other things don't grind off the edges if that's what you're made of be the triangle, be the best triangle you are, and then, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be another, you'll find the place where triangles fit in, mm-hmm. not just, you know, this place, there's more, and um, I think I always was in search of that, like, um, to a certain extent, I always was trying different things to find out where do I belong, because I just never, I never really felt like I fit in places, mm-hmm. I still don't uh, to this day, but I the experience of going out and trying so many different jobs and so many different fields of work. Which is great, isn't it? It, it is, because if nothing else, I can hold my, my own in a conversation with anybody about a whole lot of subjects, because I may not be an expert at any of these subjects, but I've done so many different things that I have a cursory knowledge of. You I, could fool them, right? I can I, I can at least <laughs> hold my own in the conversation. And that's, right. and that's what I've always wanted, is to at least be accepted. And I think because of my ability to understand how things connect together on a more global aspect, it also helps, you know, that next level yeah. of the conversation. Yeah. So, um, honestly, my favorite thing that I really enjoyed doing was when I did journalism work, when I was doing the newspaper thing. And it... And it kind of shows in what we're doing now you and I with Mm -hmm. sitting and doing interviews and and trying to discuss things and trying to dig deeper into things because I I really love that I love finding out what makes a human being you know what makes us do what we do and what makes us uh, fight through the struggles to to continue to do good things you know or Mm -hmm. on the other hand what makes a person fight through a struggle and lose and then decide they're not going to fight anymore because that's that's fascinating to me as well. I don't understand it. So I, I love the things I don't understand. Um, and this really is the greatest gift I've had in a long, long time is this time with you um, over these last couple of months and, and giving me a new 
project and a new lease on oh, life. Oh, that makes me so happy, Joe. My goodness mercy. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, it is. It's mm-hmm. it's everything I could have possibly needed. Uh, it's it's similar to how you and I talked last week about how uh, Dahlia was the biggest blessing in your later life. You know, in your yeah. last 10 years, Dahlia, you can... Well, I mean, you brought out something that I, I just appreciate so much that all of a sudden it seemed to give me new life or that. I had not realized, you know, just how I had... Failed, really. Well, <laughs> because I actually, I, I just always wanted to really excel at yeah. whatever I, try, I tried to do, you know, which I didn't, as you know. I did, lots of things, I, like I told you, that I really wanted to do, but I couldn't. Oh, well, <laughs> typing's not for all of us. <laughs> just a, one little funny thing I just want yeah, to share with you, and then the, this is, I promise I'm going to... No, no, I'd like to hear this. Um, long ago, as you know... Uh, the community was very, very popular. And uh, so a newspaper had asked for, uh, it would have been, I think, the free press, but I'm not sure of that fact, uh, asked, got in touch with them and wanted uh, an interview. With uh, Grandpa? Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, the young lady, very, very nice young lady, uh, she came and she spent, I think it was Wednesday night prayer meeting, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And so... I never even thought anything about it, honey. It just you know, in those days there were so many new people that I had no idea who they were or anything, you know. But it was just would really be wonderful all the, the people that were really turning out, you know. And, and you can't imagine how happy that made Mister Wonderful. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this young lady, she chose. I, I when I look at it, I think it reminds me a lot of you and your aspirations in that, you know. Aspiration. Is that a good word? That's a perfect word. <laughs> That's exactly what we were looking for in that. And uh, so she went with me. And as you know how it is when you're with a, a lot of people, you just plain love them. And their first time, maybe, you know, it, I don't know. It's just a, a gift the Lord will give anybody that wants, wants that, you know. And so we just went around. And uh, I didn't realize, really, that she was interviewing me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I... I I've always really loved people. I think it came from being a waitress. Probably the bottom line was I wanted to tip. <laughs> but well, uh, sure. that's where it, it first happened to me. And so, uh, don't you know, later on, uh, the, she wrote this little interview deal in uh, the newspaper. Free, I think the Free Press paper, honey. Okay. And I believe it, that my mama had kept that paper. Because, and uh, sometimes I even find myself thinking about that and she wrote the nicest article that when she came in you know she really didn't know anybody except she had been invited to to do this and I really didn't really know her but I knew that she was with me and I treated her just like I would anybody else you know so she followed me through and me never realizing what she was doing greeting people right and you know what you would do and so <laughs> she wrote in the paper and said, what a, a wonderful time that she had. Said, and, But she ended it with said she dressed um, uh, nicely, but not smartly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, the Lord gave me, you know, the, just so much laughter about it. And Uncle David read it, and you know what he said. Well, you weren't wearing boots up to your ass. <laughs> 
oh, you know how how he is. <laughs> and so, honey, what I did is it just touched my heart, and, and so I I called her, you know. I don't know even now how I got even the wisdom to find the number or how you could do that. Mm -hmm. But she was just delightful. She said, I hope that you really enjoyed it. And I said, I am actually, I really did. <laughs> yeah, I could tell her what she was really saying. I hope I didn't offend you by that. Maybe someone had told her, did you have to put that in there? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I just wanted to share that with you. I don't know how much sense it made. but No, it made perfect sense. It, it just... Gave me, it still gives me laughs when I think about it. I like to think of that as, um, you know, she felt so comfortable in hanging out with you and yeah. spending time with you <laughs> that she figured there's no way you would take offense at that. Like, the, And I'm glad you said that. I don't know how, how would I have been, had the bravery? No, I think I was probably lied or something else, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that's one of the wonderfully disarming things about, truly sharing love with another person and not you know love in the grand scale you know right but, but love in the um i'm going to give you a clean slate and w you're going to just see how we do things around yeah. here and, and <laughs> um i think when people feel comfortable from that yeah they're going to say things that if taken out of context may mm -hmm. sound offensive or whatever but really they're saying it because their guard is down and what a wonderful feeling in life when you can walk into anywhere and not have yeah. that guard up and not be worried. I just wanted to share this with you that I, while I was so overjoyed about the deal, it wasn't for me. Understand? Oh, you know. absolutely. But um, yeah, Grandpa's heart was quite broken. Really? Well, it, honey, he really, with all his heart, wanted to please. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that position, you're not going to please a whole lot of people. No, no, absolutely. And. Uh, I could tell that he was really disappointed, you know. By the article? Well, because it didn't say anything about him. Oh. And that's just between you and me. And yeah. it really caused me to be really sad because it meant so much to him to get compliments. Interesting. And that's not a put down to him. Yeah. It was about a little boy that never really, I mean, he didn't dress nice like the rest. They came up here to that beautiful church there that which still exists St. Joe or St. Uh, Patrick's St. Patrick's thing okay mm -hmm. and that's where he went to school and uh, uh, he, he had a lot of put downs you know mm -hmm. uh, what was it cow shit on his his shoes you know oh, yeah. all of that coming from the farm you know how young people are sweetheart well sure sure so yeah. that's why I, I really I, I just Really treasured when people would really look up to him, you know. Oh yeah. That's, and that is that is that trying to build myself up? No, I, I'm not trying to do that. I just wanted to show you my heart on that interview. I've never shared that with anyone, but it was the funniest thing. Well, it's a, it's a very interesting story. Um, <laughs> so when the interview was when she came up, so Grandpa must have known that she was coming. Yeah, right? oh yeah, so it was he, that real excitement, you know. So he probably, like, introduced her to you to start off, just like, well, Either that or, or she just noticed uh, the deal, you know. That and just kind of glommed on to where you were New people at. were coming to that, uh, the introduction class, that's what it was. Oh, so she came to an introduction yeah. class, okay. That, and then she went, before that, see, she had to go through all the, there was a lot of people re in those days responding Wednesday nights and that, mm -hmm. you know. And so we just go walking down the halls like you would, you know, to your classroom and that. 
So the the introduction class on on the those Wednesday nights would be before the prayer meeting. Right. Like they'd come and do like a half right. hour of introduction and right. Then, now, did you speak for the introduction classes? Did you? Oh yeah. So you, Grandpa you insisted. Like, yeah, and then Grandpa I mean, spoke he, as well. He said, absolutely, you will be by my, you are my wife. And said, I wanted to do refreshments. I know, I know. That's what I wanted. <laughs> he said, you will be at my side. You are my wife. I said, okie dokie, but I'm going to say what I <laughs> And he got embarrassed a lot of times. But I, I really and truly felt I owed it to the world, to be honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. And we do now, too. And I think that Jesus uh, appreciates that. Yes, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are hungering for honesty. I, I think everybody because does. We've all had our failures, but how many of us want to admit it? You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> it's so much easier to relate with other human beings when we are privy to some of their yeah. fa- failings. Not in a sense of something we can hold over mm-hmm. them, but an understanding that, oh yeah, they are human too. Yeah. And that we all are, you right. know. Um Going back to before we had started recording today, we, you and I kind of talked a little bit about uh, the idea that, you know, we as human beings have that godlike power of being able to create or destroy, Amen. you know, at, at any given moment. Um, sometimes when we go and meet new people, we forget that that's still a human being that, you right. know, and, and it takes us a little while to go. They probably have their own things that are in the back right. of their head that they're ashamed of or that they're worried of. And absolutely. When we know of those things and they're and they can joke about it or they can mm-hmm. talk honestly about it, we're really quick to forgive it. Mm-hmm. In, in general, we right. are. Um, but if we feel like they're hiding something from us, we seem to not I'm just as good as you are. Right? Yeah, we, we seem we seem to take that badly if somebody right. seems to be But the funny thing is is we still try to hide our own things. Absolutely. And, and I my goal in life is uh, to get more like you in the sense that I want to be able to just wear it on my sleeve and just say, this is this is what I am. And, yeah. and at the same time, I'm going to accept you for who you are. Mm-hmm. No questions asked, I will. But right. but this is this is who I am. And uh, feel that comfort. Isn't that a beautiful gift? It is, if you can get there. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think that that's, Mom and I um, talk about how life is like a college course and, um, just understanding yourself as like getting your degree, you know, mm-hmm. like getting your bachelor's degree. Like, okay, I understand how things work inside myself. Mm-hmm. And then like going for that master's degree is like, now how does that relate with everybody else? You know, how do I assimilate what it is that's inside of me and how I operate to the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. But then there's that doctrine course. And it's like, it's not just understanding, it's actually living it. And that's where you get your doctor's degree, that PhD, you know, that, that, that highest level degree that you can put on the wall saying that I've learned about life is right. to be able to go out there and live it. And yeah. that's very few people truly get to that spot, you yeah. know, and, and, and just live in those moments. And it's, yeah. it's a wonderful thing when you see it happen. Um, so I'm interested again, I want to circle back a little bit on this. So this, this lady from the... Free Press, she comes out to do the article, and then um, you said the article was pretty positive in general about how accepting and, and welcoming mm-hmm. everything was at the Faith in God, correct? And, and Josh, I think 
uh, it was the uh, what was our other newspaper? The News, wasn't it? The Detroit News, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Not oh, not the not free, free press. press. I'm sorry. No problem. Mm-hmm. But, for, but but fair enough. But but the it was the only only time that I was ever in that position. Is what I mean. And I thank God for that because it really I enjoyed it. Yeah. Because I wasn't putting on an act. It, it was just something I did every Wednesday night and thought nothing about it. It's interesting to me that the article you know ends up being about how welcoming. Yeah. And gracious. Simple. Faith, and simple, the faith of yeah, God is. Which I was and, very and, simple. And how you're, you were a symbol of that. Mm-hmm. And how you're a symbol of that only because Grandpa told you you had to be I a had symbol. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, when somebody else pointed out how good of a choice that was to have you as the symbol of that, then that he would be like... I wonder what, it, what that poor man felt, you know, when he was completely left out of the whole thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> That was terrible. No, it's it's so funny though because yeah, apparently that's what the Lord wanted, honey. That's, absolutely, absolutely. And that's what I think all of us deep down that's what we want. Yes, that He's our Creator. Yeah, it's funny because like I think of it. You and you and I have talked about the similarities between your and Grandpa's relationship and mine and Terry's, <laughs> and how you know Terry's always she's just such a go getter and she, you know, she's going to change. That world, right. you know, the world with people. Which she has. She, and she does. She does regularly. And a lot of times I'm just there to to be her side. You know, right. I'm there to give her stability when she goes home. But also when we go out in public, I'm there to kiss babies and shake hands right. and, and do all that stuff. And uh, it's funny when uh, the people that we meet talk about me afterwards and how much they liked meeting me or whatever, how Terry sometimes gets... She gets a little bit same by thing that. there, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, as if like uh, as if it's taken away from her. And I always try to explain to her, it's like I don't have to do this twenty four hours a day. Yeah, I only have to do You're it. You're just standing there minding your own business. They come to you. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> well, you you trot me out once every couple of months to go kiss hands and shake babies. You know, it's like uh, you know, of course they're gonna like me. I I only have to do it for a little while, and, right. I, and I can be all energetic and bubbly and. I don't have to deal with any of the paperwork right. or the the phone calls or anything else. Boring talk. Exactly. <laughs> Where, you know, and the same thing for Grandpa. It's like, you know, Grandpa, he had to live faith in God 24-7. Absolutely. And so uh, it's not as easy for him in that respect to, mm-hmm. to just be that symbol. And, and, and the other part of it being it was a female reporter, you know, who came in that you're right. saying. You know, so, of course, she's going to... Yeah, no, of course, but there's a good chance she'll latch on to the female. Interesting in dress. Yeah, that she'll, she'll latch on to the female presence who made her feel comfortable. You never know what that particular woman's life story was. You don't know if she had a good relationship with her mom or not, or if she had you know, any of the, yeah. or if she felt comfortable in other places she went. So it was great. I, I think that's a... That's an interesting story. I never never heard that before. You know, uh, uh, just recently, Liz and I find so much to laugh about it. So there's this commercial, and uh, the man's name is Jake. Okay. And uh, so it's about, I think if I'm not, not wrong, but it was about 2 or 30 in the morning or something like that, and the phone rings. The wife answers the phone, and it's this person is there, and uh, it's Jake is on the phone wanting to talk to her husband. And so the, the he's talking to him, and so she comes and grabs the phone, 
And she asked him and said, and who's on this phone? Right away, she's jealous right. that time in the morning. And he said, Jake, his friend Jake. She said, oh, Jake. So she grabs her phone and she's talking, do you ever see that commercial? Yeah, it's a, 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 a Steve Farm commercial. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> what are you wearing, Jake? <laughs> he sounds hideous. Listen, now, we just absolutely <laughs> collapse over that one. Isn't that the funniest thing, honey? It is. Now, I don't know where that came from or what it applied to but it's a state farm commercial it's an insurance commercial i, I know that one would you like a, a snort of orange juice i'm going to go get a water would you honey I would. thank you so much you're welcome these are so good sweetheart oh i know they're delicious thank you so much you are very welcome those girls always uh they're so funny. When I come in now, they're like, oh, we're getting some donuts for Grandma. Granny. <laughs> so why is it um, commercial like that, honey? They'll last such a long time. And, and like Liz and I, and I bet you her boys and that, it's the most funny commercial. Maybe maybe you haven't even really related to it like we did, but no, I, I, I think it's it is the funniest thing. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and I love how the guy looks to see how he's dressed, you know. <laughs> There's, um, it's funny how many commercials we see, you know, and, and selling us things. And we don't always know at the end of it exactly what they're selling us. You know, like, you know, we're laughing about the commercial and how funny it is, but... What were they selling? But did it make us go buy State Farm Insurance or not is a question. And, and, and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But uh, I think back to when I was a child. And um, there, you remember we used to have um, Highland and Fredder's uh, electronic stores? You know me, I probably was. Well, they, yeah, they were like uh, through the 70s and 80s, probably the 60s as well. But they were like family owned uh, electronics stores back in the day before electronics became such a huge thing, you know, and you know, they would just sell televisions and radios and whatever. And they had this commercial on, um, I think it was Highland. I'm, I'm almost positive it was Highland electronics. They had this commercial and it was, um, these Russian sailors. Why? I don't know, but there was Russian sailors in the, um, uh, in the store looking at this radio and um, the uh, salespersons explained to them that the stereo has 40 watts per channel and so they're trying to figure out what that means or whatever and then they show like it cr cuts away from this scene where this guy's explaining that to them they're looking confused and then it goes to another thing where they just tell you what's on sale right now like you know the you know, this stereo, $500, this thing did this, you know, and then, and then it goes back to the commercial, and the last scene is, like, this young lady who's attractive comes up to the stereo, and the the Russian sailor that looked confused a minute ago pops back into the frame and goes, 40 watts per channel, baby cakes. <laughs> and that's the end of the commercial, you know, like... <laughs> and it never left me. I mean, like, to this day... Terry and I, if we hear anything that even remotely sounds like 40 watts, it's like 40 watts per channel, baby cakes. You know, we, she, saw <laughs> baby that cakes. <laughs> she saw that commercial as a kid, too, and, and so we laugh about it. You Does know, she call she, you baby cakes? <laughs> sometimes. 
Oh my, isn't that funny? C -c Commercials are very penetrating. They are, they are. Um, we saw this comedian uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I told you a little bit about it in the show, but one of his, one of the comedic bits he was talking about was how he can still completely recite for you word for word the songs that a local car commercial had when from when he was a you know a ten year old boy. Mm -hmm. He says yet things like remembering whether I'm supposed to do compressions or breaths first when doing CPR, I can't remember which one comes first. He says, but I can sing you the song from the local car commercial. He's like, our brain just catches on to certain things, holds on to them and, and keeps them forever. And then other things, you just kind of go, uh, what is that again? <laughs> uh, you know, like anybody in the Southeast Michigan area, they can all sing that uh, car commercial from uh, me and dog going down to Telegraph Road right now. Get a good deal. You know, <laughs> everybody knows that song because you know, any radio station you ever listen to that plays that, uh -huh. that thing over and over again. But, you know, ask us, uh, you know, who's the senator that represents our district in, in the United States Congress? Most people are like, uh, mm. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that is? Yeah, we, we just, you know, we, we choose weird ways of remembering things, right. you know. If, if he had a good jingle, we might remember him, but. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, That's man. really something. I never thought of that. <laughs> sort of relates to that. The other deal, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it does, yeah. We, memories are such a weird thing. They truly are. Um, our memories are faulty. A lot of times, you know, because we remember things only from our own perspective. Right. Um, Another thing, you know, it, it hits my mind too. How sad, you know, that we're not we're not too up on Jesus and, uh, you know, really sharing Him and what He has done in our lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, but we're so up on everything else, anything that's fun. Sure. But, who has more right to be, you know? Who makes it possible for us to have that fun? You, you just sometimes you just wonder about we humans. Well, in in you know again our relationship, um, you know, with any religious figure, any mm -hmm. you know anything, is built upon uh, the interpretation of that through another human being or yeah. another set of human beings, and I I would dare say that a good reason why. Uh, the stories of Jesus and stuff are not as uh, easily like relatable or, or mm -hmm. thought of in the modern day is because for so many years, uh, telling the stories of Jesus was always predicated on uh, mm -hmm. making people feel bad. Like, you know, it was always about uh, you should feel ashamed of yourself. Mm -hmm. You should feel ashamed. Of, it's like, I you know, I don't know. I, I think, I guess I understand somewhat how we got there. Like, mm -hmm. when, if you just take a group of human beings and all things being equal, you, they, they, don't, they don't have any rules or regulations mm -hmm. or anything else. Human beings have a tendency to revert back to animalistic instincts mm -hmm. and they do horrible things to each other. Yeah. So, don't you think maybe we're judging each other and we don't want to admit that, you know? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that... I, I think that the invention or the 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 uh, connection to a higher power and to higher meaning in our lives makes good sense because it's it gives us a rationale as to why to do the things that feel like we should the right things to do in the Absolutely. first place. Um, but I think for so long, people 
you know, I, I just think that being browbeaten into mm-hmm. doing things has kind of gone too far in the other direction. And nowadays mm-hmm. that there's so many comforts and so many things that you can do in your life mm-hmm. to just make the day comfortable. It doesn't make it good. It just makes it comfortable. You know, you, you can mm-hmm. sit and watch TV all day and do nothing but that and you'll be comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. you can, uh, food is so readily available. We don't have to pray for food right these days. You right. know, it's, it's everywhere. Right. Uh, even, and, and I don't mean to make light of it. I know that there's people who still are very impoverished. Absolutely. But, but that being said, even our most impoverished right now have m- way better opportunities than um, some of our, you know, middle class had sure. back in the 30s or the yeah. 40s. You know, things are just different in that mm-hmm. respect. And so... Right. It's a lot easier for people to become religious or to be introspective about their lives in general and try to think about doing right and wrong, you know, when you're in trouble, when when things are dark. Right. You know, um, there's a statement, uh, there's no atheists in a foxhole. Right. It's a statement. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that there's a certain truth to that. I think when people get to a dark spot where they don't think they can possibly do anything to positively affect this dark spot, they're likely to reach for answers that they don't understand. Um, so that makes sense. Um, but manufacturing that and making people believe that things are more desperate than they are when they're not, you know, when they're mm-hmm. not that desperate, that seems to be a problem. I, I think that the church as a whole, and, and, and it's not just, you know, the Christian churches, it's the, the Muslim churches, it's the Hindu churches, they seem to be doing better right now when they make it about celebration and not about um, how small and pitiful each individual human being is and how they need to, you know, uh, grow. I sort of relate that to Billy Graham yeah. and his son. Uh, I can't remember his first name right now. But he is doing more and more overseas. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a... In a absolutely different way just roaming around you know amongst the people yeah and uh billy graham says you know it drew thousands and and by the way he lives uh in north carolina doesn't he i think so yeah, yeah. i think mm-hmm. i've heard that yeah, yeah. That, so i think about that too yeah well isn't it wonderful they they both have done a wonderful job but it was totally con- different like his son is reaching out more or less to the on the streets yeah well, and I think that there's something to that. I, I I think, you know, when we when we examine why faith in God mm-hmm. was as popular as it was for the time frame that it was, right, and why it was so important. Well, part of that was there were so many people uh, coming out of the the Vietnam War time sure. and all that who felt completely disassociated with the rest of society. How true, honey. They they felt like they weren't welcomed places. Mm-hmm. Um, People who may have spent the late 60s and early 70s protesting against the war saying, right. you know what, we should not be fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, those people were ostracized from a lot of churches. Absolutely. A lot of churches mm-hmm. said, you you know, we don't want, right. the, you know, and they, they were made, people who had long hair and, mm-hmm. and were called hippies, you know, well, right. they weren't welcomed in churches, mm-hmm. but... They still needed community. They mm-hmm. still needed places to come together. And the Lord did it, didn't and, he? And the Lord did it. And that, <laughs> and that was part of that movement. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And, and you have to imagine that in some way, shape, or form, that movement's going to happen again. 
you know, like in. I in think that, it's happening all the time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cyclical. You know, yeah. like there's a cycle to it, and I think that that the hard part is, as Grandpa learned, so hard. You know, is mm-hmm. that when it gets too big, you know, what once you've done good for so many more people, mm-hmm. and there's just and it, it and it gets beyond the point to mm-hmm. where you personally can be the one personally affecting each of these individual right. people. It becomes awfully hard to control. You're right. And Absolutely. And all of a sudden, you're not. You're nothing. <laughs> yeah. You're just a figurehead. Yeah. And, and nothing was, I, to me, I, I never thought of anything more demoralizing to Grandpa than for him to be a figurehead. Yeah. You know, he, um, he wanted to feel like he was doing a good thing Absolutely. For Absolutely. And, and couldn't blame him for that. No, no. I mean, if Grandpa had continue to live. If Grandpa mm-hmm. was still alive today, I'm sure they would still be doing the March for Jesus every year, you know, and they would get him out there. But there'd be other people, you know, they'd just be trotting Grandpa out to show him, you know. Like, oh, they, sure. They, oh, well, it was, you know, t- two or three times and that was it, you know. That right. was the glory days. Exactly. But but had, you know, some, but Grandpa would have been miserable with that. Absolutely. Grandpa would have been miserable with people just throwing him a bone. Right, you know, and and I think part of that wasn't that nice how the Lord took him. Absolutely, it was. It was obviously as sad as it is, and Mm -hmm. it is very, very sad because we all we do miss him. You know, Mm -hmm. we're we're as human beings, we're all selfish creatures. We we want the things that we want to be there forever, Mm -hmm. but for Grandpa, you know, man, he was he was a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Plaskett, my 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 favorite singer. So can you imagine how lonely he was in those days? You know, absolutely. Because no one wants to admit that they want that glory, you know, but they do. They 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 exist on that. Absolutely. Well, a lightning bolt when it hits the ground, it doesn't give you a chance to not recognize yeah, it. I never thought about that. That's true. When a lightning bolt comes down, the light is so intense that your eyes are drawn to it immediately. You're like, whoa, what the happened over there? Mm-hmm. When it thunders, the, the, the aftershock of that th- lightning, you're just like, whoa, that sound, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's quick, mm-hmm. and we need it. We absolutely need it, you know? Um, we, we need that uh, quick electrical mm-hmm. charge, so to speak, to, to pop but us away. But how are we going to live with it, hey? But how do you live with it? How do you sustain it over a long period of time? Right. And, it's, and, and that's not... It just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way, and we don't get a choice. As to Look we- at Billy Graham. He just, you know, he's nearing death, naturally, what, late 90s now, is I would assume he's got to be in there, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was so happy when I realized that he lived kind of close to Sweet Tell, your sister. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, and, and he sustained, you know, slowly. What an impact that man was, you know. Yeah, for all the good and the bad that any of the things that he touched brought on. Oh, you betcha. um, You bet. But I'm sure the people around him would say it's net positive. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. overall, he was a positive influence in their lives and, you know, brought people together. Um, You know, sadly, like anything else, there's, once it gets too big, some other people are doing things in your name that may or may not be true. Oh, absolutely. Um, You're so true. You know, think about you know, talking about the stories of you know Jesus and stuff. What do you, what do you think that Jesus thinks about people doing things in you know in His name mm-hmm. that may not have anything to do with them? You know, uh, 
I find it funny, like, anytime people want to talk about why they should have guns on them, that they always say, well, Jesus wanted it that way. I'm like, I don't know what stories you read, but uh, I never read the story of Jesus talking about turn the other cheek and then grab your gun and shoot somebody. Yeah, you know, all right. I think, God, I think he ended the sentence with turn the other cheek. I, I, I believe that was the end of that sentence. <laughs> you, know, like, um, you know, or forgive, you know, yeah. or when people talk about, they attribute Jesus as to why we shouldn't um, have welfare. I'm like, I think you completely missed the message. <laughs> Jesus said, if you have and you can help, you help. Do it. You know, how do I uh, how do I connect with Jesus in the future? In the starving man and the piece of bread that you give him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you, a person is starving and you can feed them, that's where I'm at. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I don't think Jesus said anything about uh, you need to hoard your money and uh, you know wait for heaven. You know yeah. it's like, but people people go out there and they they throw Jesus's name around as the reason why they they believe these things. Right. And then for other people who are non-believers or who don't, you know, whatever, that just gives them all, all the more mm-hmm. firepower to say, well, why would I follow that? You know, why right. would I follow Jesus if that's what he says? Well, they don't. You know, and so. It's a frustrating thing, you know. Right on. Um, we as as human beings sometimes we misrepresent. Absolutely, very cruel to one another, and that's and that's sad. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's where I really get that deep sadness is when I see things where we're just spreading fear mm-hmm. amongst each other, and we're not taking time to really examine it and talk about okay, how do we fix this? How do we how heal? True. How do we heal ourselves? Because family gatherings can always bring that out too. It's a start. Yeah. It's a wonderful start. Yeah. Um, there's a um, the statement that's kind of gotten overplayed nowadays, but the uh, think globally but act locally. Oh, that is really something. No, you think about uh, well, like uh, I think it was Gandhi who had said, um, "Be the change that you wish to see in the world." Wow. That is a statement, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, and, and that and that's a statement that um, I would attribute to you. Like, um, you never sit around and, and uh, complain and bitch about what's wrong in the world. You just always go out there and you do what what you think the world should do. You know, the way that you do it. That um, you know, we talk about like the treasure walk thing. You never said. Oh, I want to make a big production out of this. You know, we're, you have to do this. You get your bag and you go, no, it was never like that. It was, <laughs> of course, we're going out there. We're taking our bag with us. And <laughs> here you go. Um, and that's the change. You know, because we would like to see other people take that same time and, and care and pride and yeah. love. We'd like to see other people go up to strangers and say hello and give mm-hmm. them a hug and say it's okay, you know. We'd like to do that. The bottom line is deep down, why do we do that? Is it for our own ego or that's where it is, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think we can get caught in our own heads that way. Yeah. Because um, I agree with you. Like, there, there is a part, um, somebody wanted to ask the question, um, I think it was actually asked on a, a silly TV show, but it's a, it's a very valid question to ask, which is, is there anything, is there truly any selfish or selfless act? Like, is there truly any act in life that you do that's completely selfless? Um, because the idea being that, you know, when you do good for other people, part of it is because you feel good inside doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we get caught up in, in analyzing such things, but at the end of the day, if you did a good act, isn't it still a good act, regardless of how you felt inside? And right. How, you know, yeah, it makes you feel good. Well, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you allowed to feel good, too, you mm-hmm. know, if you're going to go out and do good things and help other people feel right. good? But we can the bottom get... line, we should be thinking about them, shouldn't we? How it, it has affected them or that. Sure. Or will it make a difference in their lives? Or Well, and... And I and I would dare say, um, we should want to feel good ourselves as well. Absolutely, like, but it's kind of a hard line, isn't it? It is. It is because <laughs> you start to feel like maybe I'm being selfish, or maybe, yeah. but uh, or judging. Yeah, yeah. Or am I am I forcing my opinion of mm-hmm. what's good and what's right on this other person mm-hmm. when what's good and what's right for them may be completely different than right. what's good and what's right for me, and that's. That's a tough one. Ooh, that that's one I definitely get caught up in a lot. It's like I, you know, I don't know. I think that the 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 one thing I try to stay with for myself, and and I, and I I don't know if you do as well, but um, I try to remember to be thankful in my own life. I try to you know find something when I wake up and find something before I go to bed that I am truly just thankful for, mm-hmm. and I try to remind myself of that first and foremost. But second of all, I I try to really stick to the idea that whatever it is at all that leads any other human being to being a good person and a good friend Hallelujah and a to good that. family to somebody else, whatever it is. No matter what it's stripping me of, right? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> well, it doesn't... It, if what they're doing gets them out into the world and, and they treat themselves with dignity and respect mm-hmm. and then through that they treat others with dignity and respect I'm so happy that they do it I oh, don't boy. I, I can't I can't find myself being judgmental uh, of people who are doing good things for other human beings Amen. Um, no matter how they attribute it if you tell me it's because of your religious background great oh thank you Thank God that that's why. Mm-hmm. If it's because of your family background, thank God for that. I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't, right. Um, just go out there and treat other humans well. If we can just accept that and right not on. feel like we have to control why mm-hmm. people treat other other people mm-hmm. well, that's a good thing. And um, something I've learned from you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you allow somebody else to be real and to be a good person, you allow them to be mm-hmm. a good person in front of you, they usually will do it. Mm-hmm. If you give them that option and you don't make them feel cornered because we all know what it feels like when somebody's judging you and you feel like you're cornered and you come out fighting. You know? right. And if we don't do that to other people and we just give them the space to be a good human being, I think right. more often than not they do. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. You sleep so well when you say, hope I made someone happy today. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And gradually, you know what? It doesn't matter any of maybe the loneliness or things that within us, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. We just see. I'm going to sleep. Right. <laughs> I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to try right. again. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, uh, you were saying about waitressing. Um, and I, and I was just laughing about this, about how you said that uh, maybe you're good at waitressing just because you wanted the tip at the end of it. <laughs> uh, 
I never got rich, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody who does get rich doing waitressing or, or serving in general, but uh, but yet it's funny how um, at the end of each table, you know, because because uh, serving tables for a job has so many definitive moments in the night you know like each, it, though. each table is its own world um if you are serving five tables at the same time all five tables have something completely different going on there's right. different personalities and if you're in tune to those things and you it's it's a funny game you play because yeah. you're oh excuse me one second yeah absolutely All right, I'm glad to make that list. He just read that to me, honey. Oh, uh, would you like to speak with him? Yeah, Josh, would you like to speak to her? She's oh, so excited about your website. <laughs> hey, hey. Yes, it is, of course. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, I, I had a picture from one of the days when um, I was over here working, and um, she walked outside, and all the and the squirrels came lined up for uh, for cookie time, and uh, she just you know hands off a cookie to the squirrel, and I'm watching it just eat it like it's a corn on the cob in the yard, and I was just like. <laughs> just like no worries in the world just eating away at this cookie so I... oh no I didn't hear that part I'll have to ask her about that <laughs> oh absolutely yeah I'm um, I'm going to be updating it pretty regularly and tonight tonight I'm uh, posting um uh, a blog about great grandpa Sanderlin and some of the stories that granny and I have been uh, discussing with him and uh, in his life. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to, I may have to reactivate my Facebook account or something just so that I can um, like post when there's updates or something to that extent. Cause um, it, it's not easy to, to let people know for sure when, when the updates happen, but I, but I think it's gonna be fun. I think I, I'm looking forward to everybody contributing. I, I already got messages from Charlie and uh, from Doob and uh, a couple others just saying that they had some pictures that they wanted to share and uh, put them up on the website and stuff like that. So anything we can get where you know people are kind of connecting together and doing, it, I think will be wonderful. So. You are very welcome. Lo love you too. I'll give you back to Granny. All right, talk to you soon. Back at me. I love you, girl. Oh, she ran away. <laughs> Liz? No. Oh, she must have, uh... Well, Josh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs>